The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Support for Armchair and the Saints Happy Hour podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saint sincerity and stupidity. Oh, now that's a good question. That is a damn good question. You see, Ralph, that's why you're the host. That's why you're. That's why. You're that is a good us. question by me. Usually, I just stumble over it, and, and and you say, "Is there a question in there?" And I'm like, eh, "Not really." And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, everybody, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. I'm just going to start like this. Lots of things yesterday were depressing in the sports world, but the Pro Bowl made me really, <laughs> really depressed. The three That's minutes. That's as low I, as it got, huh? Yeah, because the three minutes I watched it, they had like 11 Saints in the Pro Bowl, and it just made me sad that the Saints have have all these freaking Pro Bowl players and all pros, and they haven't won a goddamn thing in three years in the playoffs. And they've been fucked over, miracles, all of it. And I just got sad for like two minutes watching the Pro Bowl, and then the breaking news came that Kobe Bryant had died, and I got even sadder. Uh, But, I mean... You didn't like at least seeing uh, Drew Brees throw a little touchdown pass to uh, Michael Thomas? No, I didn't see it. I just saw the tweets. Breeze even had a little deep ball action to uh, Galloway of the Lions. <laughs> I didn't actually watch it. I just saw the highlights. Yeah. Dave, did, how much Pro Bowl did you watch? I watched uh, a good bit of it, actually, because I was uh, just hanging out at home with my kids and laying on the couch, had it on TV. So I, I watched a good bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was – the thing about the Pro Bowl – is I really think that the 2000, the, the Pro Bowl, the 2007 Pro Bowl, the one after the 2006 season, scarred me for life because it's the only Pro Bowl memory that I'll, that I ever 
think about and that it will ever stick with me the rest of my life. I was at a bar in San Francisco and I saw Drew Brees getting walked off the field because he had broken his non-throwing forearm. And from that moment on, I was just like, I hate the Pro Bowl. It's a complete waste of time. And and the best Saints quarterback of my entire life just got injured. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I've never, I've never gotten over that moment. Uh, so I just, I hate the fucking Pro Bowl. What do you want me to say? Um, but Dave, it got me to thinking, seeing all, knowing that all those Saints players were on in the Pro Bowl. Have the Saints underachieved? in the Sean Payton era. You mean like, so for the last 11 years, have they underachieved? Um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I guess so. Let's, let's even, let's even throw in the Super Bowl. Like if you consider the talent, if you consider prime Drew Brees, it, is it, is one Super Bowl and everything else, in what 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 did he start? Oh six. So fourteen years. In fourteen years, is one Super Bowl enough? Considering how good the offense was with Drew Brees. Um, you know, I got to be honest. I mean, no. You yeah. know, I, I I think um, obviously, m- mostly to blame is their defense, the lack of defense, uh, the fact that they've had a Hall of Fame first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback for the last 11 years who's put up ridiculous, ridiculous numbers over the last 11 years, and they've only got one Super Bowl out of it. And most of that, again, is because the, the defense has just never, as great, of, as great as the offense has been over that time, they've never really had a, a defense to match it. And again, we've, we've always said, that's you don't know. Sure. The Packers, right. Would you say that? I mean, if, if you're going to say the Packers have underachieved with Rogers, you definitely have to say the saints have with breeze. Well, yeah. And I mean, but, and I, but I mean, and the saints have probably had, have gotten closer more times, you know, I don't know, to... man. Green Bay, Green Bay has been to the same amount of NFC championships as the saints. And I mean, Green Three? Bay, they went to Seattle, and they should have won that game. It's because McCarthy didn't have any balls and kicked two field goals from inside. They had, like, literally fourth and goal from the one two separate times, and he kicked two field goals and, you know. Um, but I, I think it's the same. The one thing I will say with the Saints is their underachievement, I think, is a combination of a bad defense and really, really shitty luck the last three years. I mean, it's not yeah, the, just... I mean, the Packers have just been screwed once. You know, like, you could say once they had horrific luck. But, like, the Saints have really kind of had, like, four, four or five just terrible beats since 06. Yeah, and I mean, and look, the, the Green Bay, when they went 15-1... and one, in 2011 to lose at home when you're the number one seed to a nine and seven Giants team that's inexcusable you can say whatever you want about the Saints whenever the Saints have had a bye they've played in the NFC championship now they've lost two of them but to me green I think Green Bay's underachieving is a little bit worse and the thing is with the Saints their last three years I mean it's been horrifically bad. I think it's a combination of horrifically bad luck the last three years and those middle years when Drew Brees was at his fucking apex. 
their defense. I mean, Andrew, I could argue that Drew Brees is his the best that he was with the Saints was 2009 to like 2015. And the back half of that, they really weren't a Super Bowl contender, a serious one, because their defense was a fucking train wreck. You know, I mean, Drew, granted, Drew Brees has been great the last couple of years. He was great the end of this year, but... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. He wasn't as complete and as dominant a force as he was till about 2015, 2016. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. And I think when you look at it under that prism... I think you have to say that the Saints have probably underachieved. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, thank God for the Super Bowl, because I think without that, oh my I, God, I we'd be you making a case for maybe, you know, the gross, most gross mismanagement of a Hall of Fame. Court. I mean, that, that would be worse than Marina, not, not winning. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. So thank God for that. But I, I mean, you know, it's funny, like I'm so over the Vikings game, like from this year, like it's. It, just talking about all this, it reminds me of the Rams game, and it pisses me off all over again. And <laughs> I'm totally not over the Rams game. Shut and up I just want to reiterate yet again how much worse that was, the no call, than what happened this year. I, I like, think it's not even close. Dave, would you agree with this, that Bradley, uh, who writes for the Black and Gold Review, said that 2018 – has made us crazy, and as long as the Saints stay close to the Super Bowl or in playoff contention, we're just going to get crazier and crazier because of how we got screwed over in 2018. It's kind of like um, pressure, just building and building. You know, you just <laughs> every season, every season that the Saints lose in the divisional round of the playoff is like inflating the balloon that much more. We're going to have a psychotic break. Well, it's almost like I I think there are some Saints fans that actually want the Saints to go back to being irrelevant for a little bit. Like, I think they're so hurt. There there is a non-zero faction of Saints fans that just feel like I have been so hurt the last few years in the playoffs that I would rather Drew retire 
I would, I would rather move on from Breeze. I'd rather go six and ten, blow the whole thing up, eat the cap. You know that Breeze is going to hit the Saints with, and then just like hopefully we can rebuild. But like, it's almost like fans would rather us not go to the playoffs. Here's the, here's the thing, Dave. This is my theory, and you tell me if I'm insane. But I, my theory is there's only two things that will cure Saints fans of their insanity right now because of what happened in 2018. There's only two things that'll cure it. A Super Bowl with Drew Brees or five years of complete and utter horribleness so that when they start to win again, people will be like, oh yeah, that those three years where they won 37 games, that was pretty cool. Remember when we used to bitch and complain about losing in the playoffs and we're 3-10 and 10 for the third straight year? Those playoff games were pretty fun. Like Those are the only two things that will fucking cure what, what this madness that Saints ha- fans have. Either a Super Bowl or total horribleness for five years. Those, those are the only two things that will cure this insanity that Saints fans have. No, I can think of a third thing. Um, that would be the Falcons blowing a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl again for the second time. Uh, that would be pretty fucking sweet. Bryant knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Uh, don't tell me that uh, that wouldn't be amazing. Just remember how amazing it felt to watch them blow that lead in the Super Bowl. Um, no, but to your point, Ralph, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're getting spoiled. And uh, there's... We're getting spoiled, and there's there's a good and a bad that comes with that. You know, the good obviously is you get to, you know, you get to watch a team that's gonna give you good football, and that's gonna be exciting to watch and fun to watch, and that will probably go to the postseason, and uh, you know, you'll get extra games. But at the same time, you know, after you lose in the first round or the second round, or even the NFC Championship game. You know, and then you look back and hindsight, you're like, well, what does it even matter that we went to the playoffs? If, if you, you, we still lost. It's like you know, it, fo- football, the NFL is just, it's it's crazy. It's just like you know, well, only one it, team wins. I think we forget that. Yeah, like it, it, I don't know. I, I to me, it's not Super Bowl or bust. Like I really want the Saints to win a Super Bowl, and it hurts when they don't. But I mean, only one out of thirty-two can win it. So. I don't know. I, I still find joy in them going. I mean, I was arguing with the, I enjoyed I mean, this season. The, you know? the alternative, the alternative. I mean, but like, this is like crazy that we're even talking about this because the alternative is like them going three and 13. And that's not, that's fucking miserable. Like, I, I don't, it's, it's like, it's, it's pick your poison. Do People you want to like, be miserable? You know, Do you want to be miserable bec- from heartbreak because they blow it in the playoffs? Or do you want to be miserable from heartbreak because they just fucking suck? I don't know. You get numb. I mean, you're not miserable the whole season because, you know, after about one in five, you start to numb yourself to it. You know? Right. I mean, well, and here, by the, and by the same think, token, you're not miserable during a three, 13 and three season till the very end. And all pe- of it leading up to it is pretty awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know, people like somebody today was like, you thinking division titles are cool makes you a loser. I'm like four straight division titles would be amazing. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to you got to you got to have micro goals. Like, it's not like oh, they who cares about the division. I want a Super Bowl. Like, no, it's that's an accomplishment. And, you know, it's it's okay. Like, 
before you can win a Super Bowl, you got to win the division. So I, I just think all these things are, are worth enjoying. And you know, to answer Sherry Dix in, in there, I don't know if I'm sure, sorry, Sherry Dix maybe in the chat, she says, So yes. are we happy with Breeze? If Breeze stays and we go to one more Super Bowl and the Saints lose, like I would be devastated in the moment that the Saints lost, but in the Super Bowl, but yeah, absolutely. Like if, if you told me right now that that was my choice, I would do you it. Know I want my team to much, go to the Super Bowl. Do you know how much fun it would have been this year, Sherry, if the Saints had beat Minnesota, gone to Green Bay, and then go to San Francisco and avenge 2011 and beat San Francisco, who are, if you are a Saints fan of a certain age, they have just tormented us and tormented us when we were kids. To, for the Saints to do that, and if they had played Kansas City and they had lost, yeah, it would have sucked the day after and the week after, whatever, no matter how horrific it would have been. But do you realize how much fun it would have been, those three weeks of winning, and then you get the bye week for the Super Bowl? It would have been fucking five weeks of just euphoria. Pure bliss. Like, yep. it would have... You know how much fun we would be having right now. You can say your team's been to two Super Bowls. Like it, it, you know. I I do think in some ways, like it would cement Breeze's legacy, even just getting that far. Yeah, because he would have won. He would have won two more road playoff games. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that would have been off the charts awesome. But I mean, look. But then of course you conjure up a scenario where they lose Super Bowl in horrific fashion. You know, it would it it would hurt. You know, but. I mean, they just I just remember getting to the Super Bowl in 09, Dave, and the whole two weeks leading up to it, and this the, the day of the Super Bowl going to Barkas and like going down to the French court. It was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. half of it half of it is just getting to the Super Bowl. you know, in some in some respects, I almost don't care whether the, the Saints win or lose at that point. The anticipation because, like, was what makes it great right, because well, it's just I mean, you care. Well, obviously you care because you've. Yeah. you've gotten there you've gotten to that point but i mean i i wouldn't be that upset my goal every season is always for the saints to get to the super bowl it just internally for me personally it's not necessarily for them to win the super bowl but it's to get to the super bowl it's to go through the playoffs it's to get playoff games hopefully home playoff games uh like ralph said it's to get that two-week period after the championship game before the super bowl i mean to get to be able to go all the way up to february and still be totally invested in NFL football. It's, that's, it's funny because I remember the I remember the their shirts when they won uh, the NFC South, and it you know their, the shirt said the South is not enough. And uh, now revisionist history. I'm thinking to myself, well, it better fucking be. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where we I, are. I mean, I should I, alter my shirt and like cross out is not and put was the South was enough. The South was enough. We we good baby. Yeah, yeah. The, the South is all we're gonna get. The South is the South was plenty. <laughs> um, so the Saints, the only Saints news they had this week was pretty horrific for like a good ten minutes on Twitter, where it came out that the Saints were trying to block the release of these emails of this correspondence that they had with the the uh, Catholic Church, the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Um, you know, and it sounded horrific at the time, like, oh my God, the AP made it out like the saints were assisting the Catholic Church in covering up sex abuse crimes. But then they released like one of the emails and it was Greg Bensel like talking to the PR lady about like one word 
in a and you know it was totally like PR speak to the max of like well, we wouldn't want to encourage them to go to the police but we would support them like it was just like minutia of PR so it went from like there was a 10 minute window where like if this is true Gail's gonna have to sell the team to like eh, it's not that big a deal um but Dave what was your first thought when you saw that that the Saints were like trying to block these emails from the uh about correspondence with the Archdiocese of New Orleans yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. I mean, I mean, first and foremost, just to give a little background, I mean, I don't know this officially, but I would assume, you know, the Archbishop Greg Amond, he's he's he was good friends with uh, Tom Benson. And I think he is, is still good friends with Gail Benson. And they've always been very religious. And obviously, I mean, New Orleans they met is a at very church, Catholic. right? Like Tom Benson, What's like that? He met Gail Benson, like first saw her at church, right at St. In, Louis Cathedral. In, 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 yeah, that's correct. I mean, I mean, Gail and Tom met at church on a Sunday or whatever. I mean, it's obviously Catholicism has played has always played a heavy part with Tom Benson and the organization. They have a mass before every game. Uh, the Archbishop is regularly in was in his suite. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm kind of assuming that. Uh, he personally asked Gail for a favor, and then I'm thinking that's why they're even involved in this in the first place. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I, I don't – for those people that are, like, freaking out and flew off the handle immediately and had terrible things to say about the Saints, I mean, I would certainly reserve any judgment until we know more if we ever do learn more. But I um, – yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily that big of a deal. I don't think that there's – Maybe any well. Let me back up. I mean, we don't know what was said in the emails. I'm assuming, like you said, Ralph, that most of the emails had a similar subject and tone as the one that we did have the chance to see. Which is they sort of I mean, didn't basic, take the Saints' advice. Like the Saints were like, "You need to do this and like be open," and they were like, "Nah, you know what? We're gonna do our own thing." Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, this in no way means the Saints condone anything terrible that members of the church catholic church may have been doing but at the same time if they wanted to help i think it certainly would have been wiser for them to do so on personal emails uh or in person in personal conversations or even over the phone as opposed to leaving a uh, you know i'll say paper trail it's not really paper but uh, you know leaving a paper trail and uh and using the NFL, the official NFL and official Saints emails. Um, I, you know, I think that was a lapse in judgment by <laughs> Bensel or, and whoever else may have been well, here's sending a, emails. Here's the, here's the thing, right, Andrew? Companies never want to give up emails. They just don't, right? And I could see no, the same. Saint- it's a bad look. It's a, it's a bad look. I mean, I- it also sets a precedent. You know, you, you, it's, it's, you, nobody ever, nobody wants to sp- you know, yeah. You just you just never want to. If if you can help it, you don't want to open that. Look, that it's a sensitive box. issue. Look, the Catholic Church is at a terrible place. I say this as as a Catholic. Um, this epidemic of child abuse, child molestation, like it, it's awful. And you know, it, you it, don't want to be anywhere near it. No, it's a, it's a, no, it's a, God, it's a no, chemical spill, man. You don't want to be within 500 it, yards of it, even the Saints, no, man. Even if you're just no, and helping it, out it, PR it's people. Like the media, the media is always desperate and hungry to pounce on anything that they view as offensive, and there is nothing more salacious than the big bad Saints involved 
with kids being sexually abused. Like Here's if the they can make that connection, even if there is none, because it's just Greg Bensel giving PR advice at the behest of Gail Benson, who is a devout Christian, devout Catholic, loves the church, lo- loves her local parish, and would do anything to help him, help them, not because she supports child abuse, not because she doesn't care about the kids, obviously, but just because of how religious she is. And do I think it's a big deal? No, I don't. I, I think that her her supporting the Catholic Church in the time of need when they're in a crisis, if she cares about the Catholic Church, like she should be able to do that. And we shouldn't judge her for that because well, she obvi- it's not like she feels like, like they're in the right with the child abuse stuff. She's just trying think- to help them through it and, and you know, and, and so I don't know, like I, I, it all depends on what's in the emails, though. Right? Do you think I, I mean, I don't know what's in there. Do you think the Saints on company email are doing offensive memes of like referees <laughs> getting eaten by wild animals? I think there's probably a lot of shit in the emails that have nothing to that even have nothing to do with uh, with the church. Do you think it's like non football side employees saying run the goddamn ball, Sean? Do you, do you think? Do you think it's like, uh, you know, yeah, we really should have run the ball more against the Vikings. Like just random shit that the Saints don't want out there. <laughs> and, and not necessarily that, but I mean, like I said, you know, you're writing an email, and maybe half the email you're talking about the subject matter at hand. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, how, what to say to the public uh, about allegations against the Catholic Church. But Taysom then there are other Hill, half of the email shirtless. Taysom Hill's head. I mean, sh- I, I just don't think body. the Saints want – I mean, can you really blame them for no. not wanting emails from Greg Bensel telling – even if it's just PR advice, telling the Catholic Church how they should spin molesting kids? It's just not a good look. And it's not that it's a big deal because it's business-to-business advice on ha- how you handle crisis. But when it's kids and it's sexual abuse – like, it's just, you don't want other people reading that. You just don't. It's a bad look. You'd think somebody in the Saints would have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't be. We can't be. Yeah, this that. is a nuclear bomb. You just yeah. don't touch it. Yeah. I mean, but. So. I mean, in Greg Bensel's defense, he probably was thinking, no one is ever going to read this. Yeah. And he's not, you know? gi- he's not given like salacious advice. It's like. You know, it's like two PR. It's like two PR people just talking about like what words to use. It wasn't like, you know, smear the kids or something, or get a hire a private investigator or anything. You know, but yeah, the interesting thing, totally, totally coincidentally, right now on TV, my wife is watching uh, a thing on Tom Benson and Gail Benson, and there's the my wife talk, talking right now. But I mean, for those of you it's the that, Dixie uh, beard, that, yes. that Gail, Gail Benson's going to sell the team, just stop it. Gail, just stop it. Dude, like, here's, if someone's going to fall on the sword, it's going to be Greg Benson. He's in the circle of trust, though, man. I'm just saying, if it comes to that, where if it they comes need to, to that, extract a pound of flesh, it's not going to be. Gail. It's not going to be Gail selling the team. Gail's Gail is never going to fucking sell the team she cares too much about her obituary for that to happen she doesn't want it to be the first paragraph of her legacy gail benson 
sold the team, and then perhaps they moved it. You know, and, and also, I'm not even saying that, that the article. Did you notice that the headline in uh, on ESPN? It wasn't the Pelicans; it was the Saints. Right. Yeah. You know, did you notice that it wasn't Pelicans owner Gail Benson? I didn't think that. Spokesperson for the Pelicans, Greg Bensel. It was Saints owner. Well, does he do anything for the Pelicans though? Bensel is a spokesperson for the Pelicans. Oh, I didn't know that. I believe I could be wrong. I thought they. I thought they. Maybe I made that up. Maybe (laughs) they split that name. I think you might be right. I think he's communications for Pelicans. So, as we talked about the email, and I was wondering. I was Senior wondering, VP like, communications and broadcasting for Saints and Pelicans. Like, what crazy um, things were in the Saints emails? It got me to thinking, like, just weird questions and topics. Who would be the best Saint to help you rob a bank? And who would be the worst? <laughs> Such a weird question. It no, is a weird, weird. question. But, I, I like, personally, I like. Um, Deontay Harris that would be my pick because he's so little that you could disguise him as a child and no one would suspect him so there's that and then also for escaping purposes um he could probably like climb through the duck system pretty yeah, well yeah he'd be like the little he'd be like the little uh the Chinese guy in uh, Ocean's 11 the little yeah. acrobat that they yeah, hired you could just throw him, yeah you could throw him up in the you know throw HVAC. him up in the ducks yeah he get out i see i was thinking you want Dave? You want Breeze? If you could, Breeze is, is an upstanding citizen. You probably have to convince him. You probably have to give him a bigger cut than you'd like of the money. But like once Breeze was all in to rob the bank, like he'd have the best plan. He'd get blueprints. He'd be like George Clooney. He'd have blueprints, a plan, top notch. He'd be like Ocean's Eleven shit, right? So I was thinking Drew Breeze would be the best. No, no, it would. I'm gonna go with Taysom because. He can do so many different things. I mean, he could be the getaway driver and the stick-up guy. <laughs> uh, he can do it all. In fact, I'll, I'll just sit in the car and wait, and uh, I'll let Taysom do everything. <laughs> I like that. I like Taysom. Who would be the worst, Andrew? The guy that stole that money from Deuce McAllister in the line. <laughs> Albert Connell. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, I was just going to say, like, I don't know, Thomas Morstead. He's just so nice. Like he, he he'd be like, Come on, can I please have the money, please? <laughs> Alvin Fredo says Alvin Kamara would say, You son of a bitch, I'm in with Bernie Mac and Ocean's Eleven. Andres Pete would just stumble over everything. Probably fall <laughs> out. The money would spill out into the parking lot. He would try to break the door, you know, with uh, the crowbar and break his hand. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, Jason Champagne in the chat's right. And Demario Davis with his old, like, eating soul speeches. He's got a little <laughs> crazy. He's got a little crazy in him. Yeah. It's I think hunt. It's violent. Anzalone would be... Um... Anzalone would be pretty bad, I think. Because if you had him, terrible because if if you put him in a lineup after they catch the people, he's not. What are you you saying? That all Italians are involved in crime? No, but I am saying that his shoulders, like if you (laughs) if you need if you need Anzalone to carry anything in or carry anything out, his shoulders are made of tissue paper. That's not going to happen. 
Yeah. Kiko, somebody said Murphy, Marcus Murphy would fumble the bag. Kiko Alonso would be a Mr. Blonde, the wild guy. <laughs> Please don't make Apple cover the door. <sighs> oh, these chat comments. I love, I love these wild the topics. People, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, so that this, was this a crazy might be our best chat. Yeah, this right is there, the thing, guys, the for the year. off season. Feel free. That's why you. Ask stupid questions, Ralph. Well, the thing is, the off season before we get to free eight, before we get to free agency, like the stupid questions are like the fuel that gets us through, man. Until like, because free agency doesn't start till the middle of March. Um, and speaking of that, Dave, as we transition, the Drew Brees retirement speculation is out of fucking control. Everything he does, people speculate wildly. It's like it went from well, he doesn't do anything to help himself. I mean, you know, by by coming out and saying I'm going to take a month before I decide whether I'm going to retire or not. I mean, is he really going to retire? He's he's coming back, right? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.
Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I mean, people, sw- people swore to God yesterday that Russell Wilson letting him start was like a lock little, that he's retiring. Well, what's the deal with that? I mean, yeah, they were talking about that on local radio. They, they wanted to know whether that was a sign that we... Should be worried that Breeze is going to retire. I mean, it's the X Files music. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Andrew, I'm. I think he's coming back. I just. Where else is he going to make twenty five million dollars? Wait, wait, wait. we're analyzing. Then somebody. Then they were talking about how he was on the Ellen Show, and they gave some woman free tickets, and he said. We're going to let you come and see us play in the Superdome next season. So they were saying, oh, well, see, he's planning on still being on the team because he said us. So it could go either way. It could go either way. It's wild. When was, the, when was that that he a said us? Of days ago. It was recently. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's like a meter. It, 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 goes, it goes wildly. I, I mean, and today, Andrew, Pro Football Talk was like, how are the Saints going to manage Drew Brees if they want Taysom to be the quarterback of the future? Because Sean Payton told Jay Glazer that Taysom is a franchise quarterback. I mean, th- I feel like the Drew Sean Brees... Sean Payton's told a couple people that now. He's told Troy Aikman that. Yeah. He's told Glazer that. God. I mean, the, the, the Taysom insanity. I mean, the dude... Ran one cool trick play in a playoff game, and like thirty percent of Saints fans fucking want him to be the quarterback in twenty twenty. It drives me insane. But oh, you don't like that? You don't think he could be the quarterback of the future for the Saints? I really? Mean, he's he's thirty. And he, what does that have to do with Breeze? Is forty one? Yeah. <laughs> he probably has eleven years left, though. <laughs> yeah, the guy who who plays quarterback like he's a fullback. That guy, it's going to play 11 years, I'm sure it'll work out. But Dave, on a scale of zero being uh, he is coming back and 10 being he is retired, where are you on that scale? One. 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 Andrew, where are you? Uh, On 10 he's retired. 10 he's retired, zero he's coming back. It's a fucking lock. Uh, two and a half. Ooh, two and a half. You're, you're, you're higher than Dave, and you're higher. I was gonna put it. I was gonna put me at a point five. Like I'm, <laughs> I I'll be f- stunned. I mean, I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing blue. I'll be stunned if I have to do a breaking news podcast that Drew Brees is retiring. I I will be floored. There's no way he's doing that, right? What retiring? Retiring. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, here's the thing. I want, you guys, you guys in the chat, you give us some numbers. I see Fredo, Sherry, and uh, Cable Two have already three, uh, one, three. put some numbers up. So let me see some more numbers. I'm curious. Is anyone panicking? Give me, you know, one through 
three, you know, is you're pretty confident he's coming back, and ten if you're like in full Here, panic mode. Here's a gone. scenario, Dave, that would scare me. Here's a scenario that could scare me and make me think that Drew Brees could possibly retire. ESPN pays Tony Romo like fifteen, twenty million to go be in the Monday Night Football booth and be their number one lead analyst. And CBS, because Romo is gone, then needs their own new lead analyst, and they offer Drew Brees like ten million dollars a year. And yeah, ten million dollars isn't twenty-five, but if he's the lead analyst for CBS, he could do that job for twenty years. 10 years, 15 years. That would make me go from a 0.5 to like a three and a half. Is, is that, that the highest I'm seeing on the chat is four. We got some threes, some ones, but not, nothing higher than a four. So, so Dave, what about my scenario? Do you think? I, I just don't see him being a, a play-by-play guy. I don't see him being a TV guy. I, I, I just don't see it. And I don't think he would be good at it. That, well, which, I agree which, with which you, does, but. Which does, not, which does not mean he's not going to become one just because you're not good at it doesn't mean you don't get the job uh but uh i just i don't uh i see express any interest in that i mean i think i think drew Brees, if he went to tv he's the kind of guy that would be he would make himself fucking good at it like he would just immerse himself in it and do the reps to get decent at it i mean I just I, it it would worry me if Romo would leave, but I just I can't Andrew I can't see him leaving off of that Minnesota game and the Rams game. Like he's got to give it at least one more swing, right? I think so. I think so. I mean, do is there any chance Dave the Saints would? Try- I think I think if the Saints weren't so damn good, it, it would he'd probably leave. But he he can still win a, a Super Bowl with this roster. There's no there's no way, Dave. That as long as Tom Brady, I I think you know why he's waiting because he wants to see if Tom what Tom what's going to happen with Tom Brady. Uh, there, there's no way that he wants to finish second in any of these statistical categories. You really think that matters that much to him? Yes. At this point, yeah, yeah. yeah he absolutely. knows all those records, and he 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 grew up loving Ted Williams, and he can recite all of Ted. Ted Williams' stats. So I, I agree with Dave. Like I, I think he, he cares immensely about those records. And look, those records are cool, man. I know fans are all about rings and stuff, but if they if Drew Brees wants all those fucking records, he wants them and, and go get them. I mean, um my final question, Dave, and I want you to answer this too, Andrew. There's no chance that the Saints would try to lowball Breeze, right? They're not going to try to like make him take less than like 25 million, right? It may be a short short-term deal. They may kick the can into the future, but they're not going to lowball his ass, right? I don't know. No, they'll do whatever they need to do. I mean, I, I think already I think Mickey Loomis and the Saints have already come out and said we're, we're going to have him here as long as he wants to be here, so. Um, yeah, I, they'll, they'll pay him whatever. I, I think they'll be able to come to a mutual agreement. The thing is, if Breeze steps away, then they eat that $20 million loss, right? So, yeah, so they got, they, he's it, got it's, that it's over almost their like head. for the Saints, it, it, it's the poison pill that they want to keep pushing off while they're good. So, you know, it's one of those things where if Breeze comes back, it's actually 
better for what they can do in the offseason than if he leaves. Yeah. Can't they split it in over two years, though, like $10 million this year, $10 million next year? I think. Yeah, they, well, they can, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. $10 million is a DeMario Davis-level player, you know? Um, right. So, before we get to the Twitter questions, which are we have some outstanding ones <laughs> tonight. You listen to this podcast because you love sports, you love the Saints, and you probably love to gamble. And if you love to gamble, my bookie is the best online gambling experience there is. They have the safest online app. You can get a gamble on anything you want. You can get a gamble on the Super Bowl, basketball, the Pelicans, Zion, over under, how many three-pointers he's going to make. You can parlay different sports, any kind of bet you want to make. If you're a degenerate like me, you can parlay the Pelicans with EPL, British soccer. And right now, my bookie has a special offer for Saints Happy Hour listeners. You get a 100% sign-up bonus. That's right. Use the code CHAIR. Go to mybookie.ag, and you get a 100% sign-up bonus. Put in 200, get the extra 200 to play with. Mybookie.ag is the best online gambling site anywhere. Again, go to mybookie.ag, use the code CHAIR, and get a 100% sign-up bonus. MyBookie, you play you win, you get paid. I want to talk about the Aaron Hernandez documentary, which um, was really good, but it was also had some really funny parts that I found hysterical, like the opening music that sounded like a <laughs> Disney ride. Gone that was really weird. Wrong. I loved it. I loved that opening thing. <laughs> it did, I felt like... You didn't, you didn't think it was miscast at all, Dave? Like, you didn't find the... It didn't seem weird to you? Oh, it seemed totally weird. <laughs> but you it loved so it. Cool. Like, That's why well, you loved it? Well, just like the song, and it was like, it was like played like an old record player or something, so it, like, it kept going out of pitch uh, at times, uh, and it was just kind of, which gave it that creepy carnival feel to it. Um, no, I, I didn't find it creepy at all. I mean, I, I, it, it seriously felt like Cindy Lauper played as hype music in the Superdome. Oh, no, I think it had kind of like a creepy... A creepy carnival it did. ride feel to it. It definitely had a. Uh, I'm with Dave. I, I'm I'm with Ralph. I felt like I was riding. It's a small world. I thought I was like on it's a small world, Kingdom. and blood started dripping from the ceiling. Like it was just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But and the other thing about it was, you know, not to get into Aaron Hernandez's sexuality, but clearly he was whatever he was doing with other guys or whatever, and they had the the the. The, the quarterback that he was supposedly sleeping with in college and the, the quarterback's father and the quarterback's father looked like Bobby Moynihan from SNL and or like an extra from The Sopranos and it just was really weird and they didn't they didn't seem like the dad he just seemed weird and awkward and like not believable to me and I, I don't know maybe I just because he looked like an old Bobby Moynihan or something he just struck me as really weird and they were kind of the only people alleging that he was gay also. So that was... uh, Well, his brother alleged that he was abused when he was younger by a babysitter or something. And there was something in there about him acknowledging that Aaron Hernandez had had some uh, same-sex experiences earlier. And I still don't understand why they talked to the guy from the Patriots. Like, I don't understand what that... That, that was totally out of place. Like we, I mean, it was, it wasn't even established that Aaron Hernandez was gay. Like it was, yes, he had some experiences, you know, when he was younger. But like he was with a woman, they had a kid, 
Now we know that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but like, it wasn't clear to me that this was a guy that had this huge identity crisis with his sexual preference. And um, I'm sure he was very embarrassed about what happened because he grew up in a household where his dad was very clear about what it meant to be a man. And he maybe he was confused at times, but I didn't say like for, I thought it was a big stretch to be interviewing a former player that was out of the closet. And I mean, I just, it w- it wasn't obvious to me that Aaron Hernandez was going through the same the, things as that guy. The interesting thing to me is they didn't touch on in the Gladiator. It's a podcast series that the Boston Globe did. It was that's like I think six hours long, and this was only three hours. They didn't touch on it, Dave. In that podcast, they talked on how he smoked dope laced with PCP every day and he was super paranoid after shooting that dude in the face because that dude in the face was a straight up murderer and he was like I'm going to kill you Aaron Hernandez for shooting me in the face so Aaron Hernandez was totally paranoid and rightfully so that this dude was going to kill him and he was smoking a ton of weed with laced with PCP every day and that made him super paranoid I feel like the Netflix documentary didn't get that across as well as the podcast series to explain why he made all these horrible choices uh, yeah well plus well also well yeah I mean because watching the Netflix documentary I, I mean your natural uh, takeaway is just he's an idiot uh, you <laughs> yeah. know like he's just like the world's dumbest criminal he couldn't delete uh, the security footage he had the girlfriend yeah. like just dump the gun like on video yeah he was pretty bad he's yeah pretty dumb I, I mean and, and possibly it also potentially you know begs the question you know you know or was cte affecting him did he suffer from cte because of the football and playing football and did that possibly affect his minds his mind and his his state of mind and his well-being so i don't know a lot of nfl players have cte maybe all of them and bill and... belichick wouldn't trade him when he asked to be traded because he's He's like, people are out to get me. Bill Belichick was like, nope, not trading you. A lot of, I mean, a lot of play, NFL players have CTE and they're not off murdering people, you know? Multiple people. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing that was crazy is, I mean, yeah, he had elements of being a criminal and he was hanging with the wrong crowd, but it's just like, when you watch the, just the reasons, like why, I mean, it, this stuff was just so senseless. Like, it's just really sad when you look at the other families and you think about it. And that was the thing. Like, I had to stop watching. I was just like, it was just so, it was so pointless. Like, so pointless to take all those lives. Like, the two, the two guys, the one guy, he literally, the guy spilled a drink on him and he, like, flipped out. And he shot him and and the other guy. And the thing in Boston, they they just didn't understand it because they were like, this is a pretty nice neighborhood. And these two dudes got shot. And they weren't robbed. They weren't connected to gangs in any way. Like, we don't have any idea of this crime. And then they they were investigating him for Odin Lloyd. And they're like, oh, wow, this car that we've been looking for just appeared. It's been hidden in your cousin's house, your cousin's garage. But um, the interesting thing. I mean, the, the reality, though, is that dude was a menace to society. And I'm glad he's dead. Do, were, were you surprised, Dave? that the Patriots, they didn't have any real idea what he was doing because they gave him the $40 million contract after he had killed the two dudes. Like, No, that's what – because I watched this with my wife, and, and 
I kept saying the whole time, like, it's, 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 this is so crazy. Like, it's so crazy that he was able to do this. And my, and my wife is like, well, why? Like, he, was just, a, he was, he was just a football player. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. My life. To go through college, to get drafted, to be drafted by the Patriots, to play for the Patriots, to win a Super Bowl with the Patriots. They like, didn't win a Super Bowl, almost. He lost, they lost to the Oh, Giants. okay, right, right. But to go to the Super Bowl. With the, Scored a touchdown I mean, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be the type of person that works hard, shows up all the time on, you know, like he was on the Patriots. It wasn't like he was on the Brown. He was on the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, Belichick true. was his coach. I mean, he had to be at whatever meetings all the time, on time, or probably five minutes early. So he was able to do all of that, yet he also had this personal life on the side and acted the way he acted. Like, that's what's crazy. It's to, to, that you could be such a professional as far as being a football player is concerned for the most professional put-together organized team in the league and coach in the league. Um, and then you're also an idiot and you're taking guns out with the trash on your security camera. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's what's crazy. That's why it's it crazy that Aaron Hernandez, that an NFL player could do this. It is. I, I feel it's not like, like the guy next door where you interview the neighbor and they're like, oh, he was really quiet, but he was really nice. No, it wasn't. It's not like that. This is fucking Aaron Hernandez. This is the guy's. It's all. It was also so weird that like his girl, he, he wastes, he wasted the guy that was the boyfriend of his girlfriend's sister. And yeah. from what I can tell, like the, the girl, the girlfriend and her sister are still cool. Even no. though Aaron Hernandez shot her guy, like I don't know that that part was real strange. And to me and, too. and the thing is, like they they couldn't the, the the documentary they didn't really have a reason of like it. They didn't even have a simple reason of like the two dudes at the bar where they were like, yeah, they spilled a drink on Aaron Hernandez and he was mad. Like Odin Lloyd, they can't even really piece it together at all. And that to me well, is then just then they throw then they throw out there that they thought maybe Odin Lloyd had. Some shit on Aaron Hernandez about being gay, possibly. Uh, yeah, but, but I, I mean like that's a theory that, being tossed out there. That's just speculation. And that somebody brought yeah. up Darren Sharper, but Darren Sharper didn't start raping people while he was on the Saints. He did all that after. At least as far as we Same know. Same thing with OJ. OJ didn't start killing people till well after. <laughs> he was really an actor, not a football player. I watched the Naked. The Naked Gun was on the MLB channel yesterday. I was watching it. It's still good. Nordberg. So if you haven't watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary, watch it and listen to the Gladiator podcast. Uh, but also, people, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our podcast. And even though you're listening on the live stream now, if you are, listen again. I want to be in the top 50 on Chartable. We got to number 86 last week thanks to the Mike Triplett interview. Uh we're almost to the top 50. We're so close. And also, you should subscribe. $7 a month. It's awesome. You get a podcast every freaking day, including awards that Andrew did, his grades. He's going to grade every free agent the Saints sign in the offseason. $7 a month, man. It's awesome. And you get swag. Why haven't you done it? Um, so, <clears throat> Dave, let's get to the questions, which are crazy. Alfredo says, now that Drew Brees is about to retire, how many 5,000-yard passing seasons do you give Taysom Hill? 
Uh, he's 30 years old. Taysom Hill is 30 years old. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah. Uh, so 5,000 passing. I'm going to say 10. <laughs> 10, 5,000 yard passes. <laughs> JP, Andrew, JP asks, butter, refrigerate or leave on the counter? What, like like just normal hanging, hang, just... Yeah, just butter. Do you refrigerate it or do you leave it on the counter? Who the fuck um, leaves it on the counter? My wife s- refrigerates it. Are you yeah, savage, the- JP? What do you, you want to get the, you want to get that uh, coronavirus? Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Leaves it out on the counter. Are you kidding me? Saints, Andrew, Saints Recline, who's in the chat room tonight, by the way. Thanks, Jed, for joining us. Are there if, any – wait, are there any psychos in the chat room who leave their butter out on the counter? <laughs> Just normally? Yeah, like, you, might, you, you seriously might – be Aaron Hernandez if you leave your butter out. <laughs> I mean, that's you just... Have, you might have CTE. That's that's disgusting. I mean, seriously. <laughs> that's like... That, the only thing that's that's grosser than that is a woman at work that clips her, her toenails while she sits at her cubicle. Wait, wait, wait. That's just something you conjured up out of your mind, right? No, no. It's real. You work with someone? I work with somebody. They did that... And they sent out an email company-wide reminding people to act accordingly at their cubicle. They didn't name names because the two people that do it are pretty high up. Wait, you have two people at your office that clip their toenails at work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't have offices. We have open floor plan. Savage. What about today? Savage man. Your life. I mean, the only thing that would have made it worse <laughs> if she'd had op- if she'd had a, a container, of, a stick of butter. Yeah, I feel I feel better about the butter being left out now. <laughs> okay. Has anybody has anybody in the chat fessed up to leaving butter out on the counter on a regular basis? <laughs> Is there that's, anybody? Is there anybody in the world that that's does that? nasty? Yeah, it's un- unacceptable. Uh, so, Jed asks Andrew if Peyton said he wants burrow and the Bengals were refrigerate your chicken. <laughs> Jed's question is: Do you not, do you like to put your chicken in the refrigerator, your raw chicken, or do you just like to leave it out in your microwave? <laughs> do you do you do you hang your meats in your washroom? <laughs> so what's Pey- the burrow question? If if this if Peyton said he wants burrow and the Bengals were were interested in trading, how YOLO would you be letting would you be willing to let Loomis go to get Joe Burrow? Uh, I mean, in reality, it probably would take with the Saints picking 24, you'd have to give that up. You'd have to give up your number one next year. You'd have to give up the number one the following year. So it would take three number ones and probably a couple threes. Don't you think? I mean, yeah. I mean, for Cincinnati to even entertain it. I mean,. The, the draft chart, I looked at it the other day. I think it was the 2021 number one, the 2022 number one, and two number twos. That's it? Plus the number one this year. I think that's what it got. That's what it took. But even if the Saints are picking 24th, that doesn't yeah. matter? Because you gotta you got to remember, Kansas City moved from 24 to 10, and they gave up another number one. Right, so another number one for for um, 
another number one gets you to 12 or 11, right? So that'd be the 2021 pick. The 2022 number one gets you to about three, and then you got to add like another second oh, round pick. Oh, so, so, but you're giving up your 24th pick overall also, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. three number ones and two twos. Yeah. Or it's, Just, yeah. Move, fuck it. Fuck it. Do it. <laughs> oh my God. Stop. Do it, Loomis. <laughs> stop. Please do not. Give me Joe Burrow. No. The funny thing about Taysom Hill would be people love Taysom and they want him to be the quarterback. But if somebody tendered Taysom at the first round level and the Saints, and you told the Saints fans, the Saints can, you can give up 24 and that first round pick that they'll get for Taysom Hill going wherever he goes. And you can give those two number ones plus something else to get Joe Burrow. People would do that in a fucking heartbeat, I tell you. That's just my opinion. But we'll see. Uh, last question. Uh, how shocked will you... This is from James. How shocked will you be, Aunt Dave, when Peyton cons the Dolphins out of a first-round pick for Taysom? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, we're going we're gonna to trade Taysom and get a first-round pick out of the Dolphins? Uh, I don't... <laughs> Who are the Saints going to draft with that pick? Because that determines... That determines whether uh, whether I'm okay with this trade or not. Because I don't know if I would make that trade. I, I just love me some Taysom. Love me some Taysom. Like, like the Steelers pick at like 18? Or maybe would they have another first round? They have the Texans first round pick. So it'd, be, it'd probably be like 26, 27. So it'd probably be like... I don't know, like a wide receiver. Let's say Jefferson from LSU, the receiver. How about that? Mm, see, there you go. Now you're talking my language because we need a wide receiver. I love how Dave is like an LSU fan now, basically. No, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm a, yes, I'm a wide are. receiver just embrace fan. Embrace it. Just whoa, whoa, embrace whoa. it. Accept it. You're like a pseudo. You're a persuado LSU fan. Persuado, what is that? <laughs> I. The part that got me excited that Ralph just said was the wide receiver part. It wasn't the LSU part. Um, no, I still, no, I just, I want to keep Taysom. He's, he's too much fun. He's too exciting to watch. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I love this question from Alan. Alan, this is a, this is a leader for uh, question of the year in 2020 so far. Can Bill Parcells just pug- publicly denounce Tommy Lee Lewis so Sean Payton can be released of this love affair with signing him over and over and over again? They signed Tommy Lee today to a futures contract, for those of you who aren't aware. Um, I mean, there's, a, there's, there's more of a chance of me making the Saints roster in 2020 than Tommy Lee, correct? I don't know. He's got naked pictures of Sean Payton. <laughs> what did you What did you say about Tommy Lee, Andrew? He's everything. De- Deontay Harris is everything we wanted Tommy Lee to be. That Sean Payton wanted him to be. Yeah. 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 No, so, uh, I don't think he makes the team. But I mean, hell, Kershawn Hogan, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Austin Carr, all guys that made the team this year. <laughs> I mean, is Tommy Lee Lewis really any worse? 
Dave, if Tommy Lee Lewis makes the Saints roster, God how help us horribly all. bad have things gone at wide receiver? They've gone terrible. We we signed no one in free agency, or we did, and they got injured. Well, on the they first better day of start drafting. They better start signing some guys because if if the season starts today, Tommy Lee Lewis is making the team. I hate to tell you, because Ted <laughs> Ginn won't be. Well, there's no way that they're going this offseason without addressing it. So you don't yeah, know, they, man. Yeah, they better start drafting some LSU players. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Go Tigers! <laughs> I love playing that. <laughs> I, by the I way, mean, at this point, I would take Devery Henderson in his current state. And I don't know if you guys have seen him, but he is looking corpulent. Is he playing in the XFL? Oh, yeah. that's what, We need to I do mean, that. Bef- last thing before we get out of here, Dave wanted to have us adopt, adopt an XFL player. So Yeah, because – well, one, because – we have so much fun with adopting our undrafted free agents this season. And two, because that'll at least give us something to talk about uh, through Kevin's the offseason. Kevin's not here to defend himself, so I, I nominate Garrett Hartley for Kevin. <laughs> and then three, that might keep us mildly interested in the XFL. This, this I'm interested. I'm going to I'm gonna buy tickets to that opening game. Houston Roughnecks. Oh, the you logo is looking pretty cool. Oh, you son of a bitch. It's like the it's like the dollar store version of the Oilers logo. Are you taking Max? Or are you just going yourself or what? I'm going Sammy Coates. No, but are you taking Max? <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm taking. Yeah, we're going. We're going. It's tw- you can get twenty five dollar tickets like fifty yard line, man. Yeah, you're not gonna last past halftime. I'm, they don't. I, do, they don't. They don't do like a two for two deal or something, or you get two tickets, two hot dogs, two drinks, and two t-shirts. <laughs> They guys should. Night out. They should. Yeah, guys that, night out. The guys night out package. You and Max. That uh, that state, that stadium there. There, I thought they were playing at the soccer stadium. They're actually playing at the the U of H football stadium. That stadium's gonna be. You could fire off a cannon for that game probably and not hit anybody. But I'm gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go. I'm gonna make a night out of it. <laughs> so who's your guy? Sammy. Sammy Coates. Coates. Saints legend. That? Sammy Coates. Are you talking about Simi Cobbs? Oh, yeah, Simi Cobb. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh, I was like, who's Sammy Coates? You mean the receiver, right? Simi Cobbs? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sammy all right, Coates so, is in the XFL also. He is, he's on the D- – Simi Cobbs, he's on the D.C. Defenders. Yeah. I'm taking him anyway. The, <laughs> all right, so you're taking Cobbs. We're giving Hartley to Kevin, right? Yeah. Um, all right. I'll go with. Uh, I mean, I, I've got to go with my irrational love of Howley Kikaha. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to stick with my boy. Wait, Kikaha's in the XFL? Yeah, he absolutely is. No way. Yep. What team is he on? Seattle, isn't it? Oh, I think it's no Seattle. idea. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't Jason see Jason Champagne in the chat says Ralph almost pulling a Dante Stallpepper there with Coates Cobbs. <laughs> well, no, Sammy Coates is, is a person. Sammy Coates is a real guy that's in the XFL. He but is. he didn't play for the Saints, did he? I know. I got confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you never go full, Ralph. Yeah. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at Kikaha here. I gotta figure out where he's playing. Dallas Renegades. 
Oh, I got to root for a Dallas team. Ugh. Hmm. Uh. Isn't Sean Canfield? Where's Sean Canfield when you need him? <laughs> so, Dave, have you have you found the Tulane Green Wave somewhere in the XFL? I did. I, there's there's one, and that's going to be my guy. Uh, he plays for the uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, hashtag Beak Up. I just made up that hashtag for them. I hope they go with that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they're in St. Louis, so maybe so so maybe Kevin will go to a couple of games and keep an eye on. Well, them. I was gonna say, you know, it would be like the full the full circle thing for the podcast since he's in St. Louis. It would be for Kevin to find his address and stumble into his apartment. <laughs> Uh, so no, so I'm going with uh, I'm, he, he is the only Tulane Green Wave former Tulane Green Wave player in the XFL, uh, Lil Sherman Baby. Hmm, Lil Sherman Baby, I like that. So that'll give him that'll give us reason. Who is to... Andy Tanner playing for? <laughs> the thing is, wait, though, wait, wait, breaking breaking news: Tommy Lee Lewis has been cut by the Saints and now he's in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you, you make fun of the XFL, man. It's on ABC and ESPN and all their streaming platforms, and we make fun of it. But we're gonna be watching that shit come February after the hell football. out of it. You were all in on the American Football League for five years. Yeah, yeah, days, yeah. I'm going all in on this too. <laughs> we need to have Kevin review some uh, St. Louis XFL games. We do. That, that's why we'll you need to recap. support. People, you need to support the podcast, become a patron, and then we can finance Kevin. We can get him to game. He can be a live reporter. So thanks for joining us, everybody. For Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who's MIA, uh, the bar is closed. Shout out, Stephen Juge. Thanks for watching Lila today.